Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We are joined by Ryan Zimmerman ahead of Zim Weekend at Nationals Park. Should be a blast. Ryan, thanks for hopping on. How you been? I'm good, guys. How are you? Doing great, my friend. Uh, first of all, congratulations. Second of all, do you get it? Like, has it does it has it kind of sunk in how beloved you are and and all this fuss that's being made over you for this whole weekend? A bunch of your former teammates are coming back, and it's like Ryan Zimmerman Day. Then it's like also Ryan Zimmerman Day another day, and then there's like a jersey, then there's like a bobblehead, and then there's like a pizza named after you. All this stuff is for you, man. Do you kind of understand what you mean? Um. No, I mean, I, I really don't get it. Um, just because, and I've said this a million times, and we've talked about this before, uh, you know, not on the air, but, like, I, I just played baseball, man. Like, that's why, like, everyone always thanks me for doing all, like, I did some, like, you know, some crazy work around the world like or something like that. Like, you're a military member. I mean, like, thank yeah. you for your service. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I played baseball for 16, 17 years, whatever it was, and got to do a bunch of cool stuff and have a great life. And, you know, I, I you know, I, I, I appreciate it and I'm honored, obviously. Um, but at the end of the day, I think there's people certainly around here that are, I feel, are way more important and deserving of a lot of credit and recognition than I am. But, uh, you know, it, it's nice. It's going to be fun to finally take a second to sort of step back and, you know, be with a bunch of people that were, you know, a part of this run and a reason why I'm being honored. I mean, you know, it's impossible to do this stuff by yourself. So um, I think I'll finally actually take a step back and sort of kind of look at some of the things that, that I did over 17 years. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about that, but, uh, but yeah, I really don't get it to answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> it jump starts the, the ceremonies tomorrow. I think they've got an event between the games with uh, some of the players that are coming back. And then obviously Saturday is, is the big ceremony. Mm-hmm. Is there something specific you're looking forward to most about this experience over the next few days? I think just seeing all the people, um, yeah, me and I joked with Heather, I feel like we're getting ready for like a wedding or something. Um, <laughs> you know, people are coming in from all over town. Everyone's like, Oh, you never know. And you'll see this many different people in the same room together ever again. And like, you almost feel nervous. You don't want to mess anything up. You know, you want to make sure you get good pictures. Uh, <laughs> so I think I'm just excited to see so many people that, you know, in all honesty are the main reason why I was able to to have the career that I had, 
you know, that I was able to accomplish a lot of the things that I did accomplish. Um, none of that was done individually. None of it was done without help from a lot of these people. So it's kind of like, uh, it, it's nice to be able to share this weekend with, with people that mean the most to me. Did you guys do a cake test? Did you, did you get to sit down and try all the foods out and stuff like you were? The having? best part, man. Uh, that, that is the best part of a wedding, after all. So if we're gonna if we're gonna do a wedding weekend. We well, might as well try some cakes, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the only time you ever get to eat your food at your wedding is when you try it out before the wedding because you don't eat anything during your wedding. <laughs> Ryan Zimmerman with us here on, on G and D. We talked right after you sort of officially announced your, your retirement and kind of going into the season, and, and you had some time to reflect. Well, now you've had even more. Give me your first. Oh my God! Type moment. The first kind of wide-eyed thing was it the first time you met Frank Robinson? Was it the first walk-off because you had two trillion of those? Was it the first time you saw some picture you'd seen on TV? Like, give me your first holy bleep moment. Yeah, I mean, walking into an office and meeting Frank Robinson as a twenty-year-old is pretty intimidating and a hell of a way to start start your career. You know, just trying to just trying to blend in and and not uh you know sit in your locker and not say anything and not be in the way. And you have to go in there and introduce yourself to literally a living legend. Um, that's a good place to start. Um, first pitcher I faced that was kind of a moment was John Smoltz mm. for me. I remember, I remember it. I mean, I, I grew up watching the Braves. They were on TV every night. Um, you know, and to, that was the first time I, I really faced someone where I looked out there and I felt like I was, facing a grown man. Um, I was a 20 year old and I looked out there and he just looked mean and looked, you know, he had his yeah. white cotton t-shirt on under his Jersey. And I'm like, Holy cow, I am not in college anymore. Um, <laughs> so that, those are two things that, that come to mind right, right, right out of the gate in that first year. Um, it's crazy to think how long ago that was and how hard it is to remember some of those early times and, it seems like just yesterday is when, when that stuff happened. Zim, this might not even be the best word I'm, I'm going to use for the question in terms of how important it was for you this for this to happen. But when I look back at your career, I'm happy for you that 2017 took place because you had this year where you were healthy and you were yourself at the plate. Like You hit three bills and you hit 36 bombs and you were an all-star again. Is there any part of you that's like relieved or, or like – just glad you had one more of those because I just think, you know, as your career went on, like you were on your way to, to just being an annual MVP candidate and all these things and, and then had to kind of reinvent yourself. But you got back to being that middle of the order feared slugger again. Do you think about that at all? Yeah. And as I've had to like think about my career this past week or so and prepare remarks and things like that, um, you know, honestly, I think, you know, that's kind of what I'm most proud of is, you know, the consistency and the perseverance through a lot of the injuries, a lot of the, you know, the position changes, the, you know, you could say early in my career, like you said, I, was, I got off to a really good start, uh, made an all-star team, you know, was one of these young up and coming, think you're going to be, like you said, an MVP candidate every year. And then all of a sudden, shoulder problems, a lot of things like that, and, you know, and then it was kind of like, well, what's he going to do now? What's going to happen? Um, and I had to work hard to 
stay healthy, learn a new position. Like you said, reinvent myself. And I think, uh, you know, I took pride in that. I didn't want to go out that way, being hurt, doing things like that. And then even after that 2017 season and kind of settling into a role where I don't play every day, um, you know, it was, it was a challenge for me to continually evolve as my career went on, but that's the only way you can survive for that long at the top levels. Very rarely, you know, there's very rare Tom Brady's and, you know, guys that just produce and don't have any real, you know, controversy or hurdles to get over. Uh, that just doesn't happen very long if you play long enough. So 2017 was awesome. Uh, I'm very proud of that. I think I kind of proved to everyone that I can still do it. And honestly, to a lot of people, <laughs> like we always joke, a lot of the young guys that I was playing with at the end, they never even knew I played third base, which <laughs> is fine. I mean, I don't think, I, I don't know. Why would they know I played third base? I mean, um, well, and I'm not but trying to pump crazy. your tires because you're on the air or anything, right? But like we were talking about this, like we have a producer who grew up, he wore 11 playing baseball. Ryan did because he's got your name, he's a Nats fan, whatever. But like he knows you as like first baseman, first baseman Ryan, Ryan Zimmerman. Zimmerman. And yeah. our point is, you don't know, like, dude. To, to to teenagers, to like Nats marks who got in with like veteran Bryce or like, oh, this Juan Soto guy's pretty good. I like him. They just don't get yeah. it. Like, it was like you and David Wright at that position and, like, anybody else going to compete with these dudes? So it is funny now that it almost feels like we're old talking about that. But I know. It's what old people do. Well, we we, we kind of are, well, yes. are old. Danny uh, and I, we started the show today talking about how old we were. Talking about my rotary phones, Em? Yeah. It's a show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Social media didn't exist when I played third base. Think about that. Uh, it's probably a good thing but, uh, for, uh, for everyone yeah. that social media didn't exist at one point. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I – you know, that's part of my journey and that's part of part of my career. And, um, you know, I never shied away from the throwing problems or the injuries or, uh, you know, I think the only way to, to deal with those kind of things is, is to face them head on. And that's obviously, you know, physically, but I think talking to you guys, talking to the media, talk, I mean, it's not going to go away. Um, you know, face the problems, learn how to adapt or learn how to, you know, get through them. And, and, uh, that's what I tried to do. So one of those stupid hypotheticals, all right, you have to, you have to pick one starting tomorrow. You got to go through the routine that you had to do every day to be healthy and be available to play. Like you just got to start doing that again, or you have to play one more season, but spring training is twice as long. Which would you pick? (laughs) Uh, if I have to play the season that spring training is twice as long, like I'm 100% healthy, nothing ever hurts and I don't have to do all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would do that even as much as I hate spring training, like. And you you have to play in all road spring training games. All of them, buses and everything. (laughs) No backfield, no split squad. (laughs) To know that I'm going to play 162 games feeling unbelievable. I would do that. And you guys know how much I hate spring training. Yes, that's, that's, so that's why I asked. That, that, that shows you how much, like, it would be a joy to play a season without anything hurting. Uh, and also, I think all of us who have ever played in the big leagues, I think would just wonder what kind of numbers we could put up if we if we play, especially if I was the only one in the league that had that, that opportunity. Because then I'd be playing against guys that are banged up. So I would have a huge advantage. So I... 
as much as I hated spring training, I would I would one hundred percent take that. I've never thought about it that way, but that's actually such a good point. Like if you yeah. were at and 100%. I could show up at like six o'clock. Yeah. If I didn't have to do anything <laughs> to get ready, I could show up at six o'clock like I used to in like high school and just throw my uniform on and go out there and be like twenty percent healthier than everyone else on the field. You could eat Bonchon at four. Oh. Walk down yeah. half street. <laughs> just hit nukes. <laughs> go hit it's a, awesome. a couple of bombs against a pitcher with a dead arm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, I want to get to some big picture things with Zim in a moment, but more specifically on this weekend, if you're going out to the ballpark, it's going to be a blast. I think they're going to pack the joint. Probably the, the few sellouts, there's going to be the rest of the way. It's going to be pretty incredible. Ha- do you keep up with most of the guys that are coming back? You mentioned that's kind of your favorite part. I saw the list. They've got a ton of players. It's really neat. They're bridging a bunch of eras from before the, the team got rolling to the, to the glory years to even more recently now. Uh, how much do you keep up with those guys, and, and how involved in any of the uh, like the planning were you, or did they just say, show up this day at this time, and, and you'll be there? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I try and keep in touch with as many of them as I can. I mean, you, you develop pretty good relationships with with teammates, and, um, you know, life life gets busy, so it's it's harder and harder to keep up with, with them as, as much as I would like to, but, um, you know, we had some special special groups, and um, you know, even, you know, the teams before 12, we weren't, we weren't playing that well, but a lot of those years were such big developmental years for me personally. And a lot of those guys taught me so much about how to carry myself, how to play the game the right way. Um, and learning all that while we were losing, I think made it even, even more special that those guys kind of took took the time to take care of me. Um, and then, you know, basically from 2012 to, to 19 and 20, I mean, you know, those teams were special because we were all pretty pretty darn good, to be honest with you. I mean, we're, we're pretty much making the playoffs most of the years, and if we didn't make the playoffs, we were in it until the very end. Um, so, you know, the, the bond with, with those those guys is, is special as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I you know, I had a say – in some things, um, you know, they've done a, the nationals have done a great job and taking care of, you know, anything me and my family needed for this weekend. Um, they haven't told me much on purpose. I think they're trying, uh, as hard as it is to surprise grownups. I think they're, <laughs> they're trying as hard as they can. Um, so I'm, I know like, you know, some of the players that are coming, I really have no clue besides what time I have to be there on Saturday, really what, is happening as far as no it's great as far as you know the presentation the ceremony the program i really don't know what's going on so um i think they've done a great job you know hopefully the fans and and the community enjoy it you know like i've said i've I've done a couple of these radio things over the past couple days and you know i think this is a celebration for the fans and for you know, the city and, and kind of this generation that's learned how to, to love baseball again. It's kind of for for them, I say as much as for me, but I honestly think it's probably more for them than me. Um, you know, we, we kind of grew up together is what I always say. You know, a lot of these fans struggled through 100 lost seasons before people even knew what 100 lost seasons were around here. A lot of people don't even know we stunk before 2012. Uh so, you know, I think it's going to be cool to see all these people kind of look back and, and be able to celebrate such a cool 
cool run with me. I'm, I'm excited about that. So, Zim, I hadn't seen this, but the young people that, that work here apparently told me this was old news. But just bear with me for a second. I saw a video not too long ago of Jason Worth in like a Ponce de Leon league hitting an absolute tank off some 55-year-old consultant, right? You know, you know the thing I'm talking yeah. about, yeah? Yep. How many yeah, years How many years until – is that is that Brian Zimmerman for some – Opposing team, whether it's softball or some baseball ringer in some old man's league, are you going to walk out there and ruin somebody's night? Oh, man. I don't know. Like, I would have said, like, you would have never seen Jason Worth doing it. Like, I would have bet a lot of money that you would never see J-Dub playing men's league baseball or anything like that. So, like, I would say never for me. But I've seen him do it, so like now I'm terrified that I'm going to want to do it at some point too. Because <laughs> right now you got because so many kids; they're all so young. But you know, your your pal starts texting you, and all of a sudden, right? Yeah, I mean, I think right now, like the the, the actual thought process that just went through my mind is like I have a free night where I can do anything. Like men's league, men's league baseball game is like one millionth on the list of something <laughs> that I would do. I mean, there are so many things that if if I had a free night like by myself, not even just a free night, me and Heather, like you're talking a free night by myself. Yeah. Oh man, like I don't even know what I would try and do all the things. Um, <laughs> but but men's baseball league would not be one of them. Now that being said, I feel like Jason Words would give you the same exact answer, and he ended up there. So I'm terrified that that's going to be me at some point. Ryan Zimmerman with us. Here on Grant and Danny, a couple of moments left with Zim ahead of his weekend at Nationals Park. If you're going out to the ballpark, we'll be out there throughout the weekend as a radio station out in the left field concourse, the 106.7 The Fan Red Box. All right, I've got some rapid-fire ones here for Zim before we let him go, just kind of lightning round, quick uh, fill-in-the-blank answer stuff uh, before we let him go. So, Danny, you can jump in and give a couple here as we go, too. You got it. All right, ready? I'm going to go, Zim, worst unwritten rule in baseball, your least favorite unwritten rule. Uh, can't swing three zero. Good one. Good one. Favorite ballpark to play in outside of DC in your career? San Diego. Funniest teammate you ever had? Oh, Pete Orr. Pete Orr. Pete Orr. Name. Holy crap! That's great. I would never have had that in the office pool. Well, you probably haven't thought of Pete Orr in a while. I haven't thought of Pete Orr since when he last played in what oh six oh seven. Is there a backstory? Way there? back. Just... That's that's way back. No, I mean he's just a, uh, he's just one of the funniest guys I've ever seen. I love it. Um, how about the guy that when you first saw them, you were like, "This guy's going to be unbelievable." One way or the other, maybe it didn't work out, but like you're like the first time you saw a player, you were the most impressed by. Um, Anthony Rendon. Opposite end of the spectrum. Give me somebody you went, you know what, I don't see it. And then he won the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really see what they were talking about. Oh, that, Anywhere. Yeah, uh, oh, man. Oh, man. Um, gosh, that is a hard question. Uh, Pat, let me pass. Let me okay. think about it. I'll let you pass. Um, how about this one? And this is impossible to answer, too, but... When you think of like the moments now that you get to relive, if you're putting together your montage, it's like a three-minute video that is being put together and you have the director and producer credits, your opening highlight, in-game moment would be what? 
Uh, World Series. World Series home run? Just, uh, n- no, I think me hugging Anthony Rendon after we won. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, like I don't that. really care. I don't really care how we got there. Just the, the end of it. Well, uh, the thing that, yeah. that bomb though, I, I was, I remember I was texting my wife. I, and she was like, are you okay? Is everything fine? Because you guys, I'm like, they're never going to get a hit off Garrett Cole. They're just never going to get a hit off this guy. And then you just took him deep. It was the best feeling in the world. It was like, he bleeds. He's a human. He was Drago, dude. You was, cut him. You cut him. It was it was real. I saw blood. Uh, but I'll take that. I'll take the celebration after the World Series, too. Which post-game celebration is one you remember the most? Obviously, the World Series, maybe notwithstanding, but just something where, whether it was a walk-off, whether it was a good, bad, indifferent. I don't think it was, I think it was a, gosh, one year we had the smoke, we had a smoke machine that we, every time we won, we would, we would have like this whole laser show and a smoke machine and all that stuff. I think it was 12, somewhere around there, might've been a little bit after 12, but it was that around that group, like when we first started winning and, you know, we even traveled with it on the road. Wally, I think hated that. He had to pack up like the laser lights, the, the smoke machine and everything and even when we went on the road they had that thing ready when we were going so i think it's milwaukee where we're at and the dugouts are so close to the clubhouse in milwaukee that there was a i think coco or someone was doing like an after game spot and there's smoke coming out of our dugout and it literally looks like the stadium is on fire like i mean it is like (laughs) pouring out of there um and I mean, that's what I miss most. Like you got grown men acting like complete idiots and it's like completely fine. Nobody even looks like the, the visiting clubhouse. People are like, yeah, sure. Set it up wherever you want. Like you can do whatever you want. It's unbelievable. Like you can't do any of that stuff in the real world. Like it's, it's crazy to think that 30, 30 year old grown men would come in and dance and party with smoke machines and things like that after winning a major league baseball game. So speaking of grown men acting like idiots, how caught up are you on fantasy football gate with Mike Trout and Tony Pham smacking people in the outfield and Jock Peterson with the receipts from the chat and all that kind of stuff? Have you seen all this? I've seen a little bit of it, yeah. I mean, if you're getting that bent out of shape about fantasy football, A, you're either in a league that costs too much money for you to play in, so you need to kind of check that or be like, you're taking it way, way too seriously. I mean, I don't know. That's, that's my, uh, that's my thought process on it without knowing all the, uh, all the X's and O's to the, to the argument and also slapping someone's a bold move. That's oh, and the open hand slap is, is, a, is an interesting move. I was going to say, what's Stop. the most escalated it got? Cause I know Craig Stanley was the tournament director. And all that's all NCAA pools. That's fantasy bas- uh, baseball yeah. or football, or whatever. What's the most heated it ever got? It was never really heated. It was just Max's dumb rules that he wanted to make every year. And so Max would always want you know a defensive player or a you know two you know we only had, we did two quarterbacks, but like he wanted like you know three receivers, two running backs, two flexes. We're like Max, there's gonna be nobody left to pick <laughs> on the draft, like we want this to be kind of easier and kind of fun. Like this isn't a real NFL league. And, you know, he would say, whatever, just bring it to vote. So we would all get together. And, and, you know, when we're agreeing on the rules, you know, we'd get to the room and like everyone talked beforehand 
and he'd propose his dumb rules and he would be the only person to raise his hand. And then we would all just wear him out. And we're like, all right, Max. And he's like, whatever, guys, you guys are just scared, you know, all this stuff. But, you know, it's the Max Scherzer uh, fantasy football rules meeting was always uh, what was always a, a fun part of the league. 11 to 1 vote. Well, Zim, the memories are going to live Amazing. on forever and ever, and I can't wait to see them all celebrated this weekend. It's a well-deserved, awesome honor. You'll be the bell of the ball. Enjoy it. It's uh, now that we're dads, I mean, we, and you know what it's like to have his kids old enough to enjoy it as well. That's cool, dude. The, the greatest thing ever for him. Have a blast, man. It's going to be a good time. All right, thanks, guys. Always fun talking with you.